Nehemiah, chapter number 5. Nehemiah, chapter number 5. I'm going to do something different this morning I don't usually do when I preach. I'm going to give you a, a long introduction before I get to the message. And, I, and I'll show you why I just want a little bit when I get there. But uh, something's on my heart about this. Uh, it just, I read it and it just floored me inside. I wanted to uh, get this out. Uh, tonight, uh, I'm going to start a new series tonight. I'm praying God to give me the strength to go through it. Uh, but uh, I, I, that's on my heart. been praying about that. I've been looking at that and I thought, man, that's good. God has been good. Uh, here in the book of Nehemiah and Ezra, they're very much mirror each other. They're written around about the same time. They both have burdens on their hearts to rebuild the walls and the temples of Jerusalem. The day of Nebuchadnezzar, when he destroyed everything, these uh, two books have a burden. They're coming back out of captivity now. They're coming back out of bondage, and they've got the hearts to build up what has been torn down. I love the way they build up that was, was torn down. If you'll study this, uh, uh, when they got to rebuild the walls, listen to me, they don't go out and get new stuff. They don't go out and find new stuff to build the walls with. They simply pick up the broken pieces and reinstall that which is knocked down. You see, the old stuff still worked. It just needed to be picked up and renewed. Uh, you see, in the day that we're living in, everybody's looking for a new method. Uh, everybody's looking for a new message. Uh, everybody's looking for a new Bible and a new form of worship. All you got to do is pick up the old stuff, and it still works this morning. Put it back where it belongs. Pick up the Bible. Pick up the Word. and Let it work in your life and do what God wants to do in your, morning, in your life this morning. So here we find they're, they're, they're building back up. In chapters 1 and 2, you'll, you'll find that ne Nehemiah gets a burden for this. He, he's, the cup, he's the king's cup barrier. He, he's got it made. He's got it made in the shade. He's got a cushy job. But he hears from one of his country kinsmen that the city of Jerusalem had been torn down. The walls had been torn down. The temple had been destroyed. And everything laid in waste. So he got a burden for his people and he got his burden for his country. And he comes to this realization, I, I can stay here and do what I'm doing and do nothing about it. Worry about me, myself and I. And hopefully somewhere down the line, everything work out. Or he said, I can take a step out in faith on the burden that God has given me and do something that will make a difference in somebody's life. And he steps out of his comfort zone to go do something glory for God this morning. After he gets the burden, we find that he immediately starts to build in chapters 3 and 4. If you read chapters 3 and 4, chapter 3 chronicles a list of all the names and families that helped rebuild the walls and the temple in Jerusalem. 
In chapter 4, it talks about the, some of the uh, battles that they faced in building these walls back up. They, there was a lot of opposition. And can I say, any time you start working for God, there's going to be an awful lot of opposition to come your way. They don't want to see you glorifying God. They don't want to see God get the glory. They just come at you. But I love what the Bible said, I think in chapter 4, it said, as they worked and, and labored and trial with one hand, they had the sword in the other hand. Can I say that we still can work and labor for God this morning and take our sword and keep it beside us uh, and we can still go on do great things for God. We can bring God to glory if we just take and just keep going forward. We don't have to worry about the devil. We don't have to worry about the flesh. We don't have to worry about the world. As long as you've got the sword, you can do something for the glory of God this morning. But this is what I want to get to this morning. Chapter 5, they, just before they finished the wall, he has to do some corrections. Uh, some behavior, he had to correct some behaviors. There are some behaviors of God's people that must be fixed. Now, in chapter 6, they'll go ahead and finish the wall. You can go home and read that today, and you find out the wall gets finished. But the job cannot get finished like it shouldn't until this behavior of the people is fixed. There will be no real work for God in any church, anywhere, if the behavior is not right. If your heart's not right, there can never be no real work for God. If our heart's not right, our lives are not right, we can say we love Jesus and, and with our mouths, uh, but our heart is, is not working in the right place for it. Then he building will get done like the Lord wants to be done when this is corrected. Now, you can read verses 1 through 5, and I'm not going to read all of those. You'll find that Nehemiah is mad with the elders, the higher-ups. They've been taxing the people wrongfully. Boy, we see that today. And, and, and stealing from God's people, taking more of what they should have been gained. They, they had beaten down God's people so much and so bad that they don't even have the, the money to do anything for the work of God. Nothing can be done. So Nehemiah is not happy about it. He's upset about it. And we're going to pick it up in verse number 6. In verse number 6, let us stand. Hallelujah, verse number 6. <laughs> and I was very angry when I heard their cry in these words. Look, anger is not a sin. Anger is not a sin. And Ephesians says, be, be angry and sin not. Sin not. It is possible to be angry and not sin. As long as it's a righteous anger, a righteous judgment, and done according to the word and the will of God. I was very angry when I heard their cry and these words. Then I consulted with myself. And I rebuked the nobles and the rulers and said unto them, Ye exact usury, they taken more. Every one of his brother. I set a great assembly against them. I said unto them, we 
after our, our ability have redeemed our brethren, the Jews, which have sold us into the heathens, and will even sell you, brethren, or shall be sold unto us, then they have their peace and, find nothing, and found nothing to answer. He, he said, you're acting like heathens. You're acting like lost people. You're setting an example for the heathens to look at us. Verse 9, he says, Also I said, It is not good for that you do. Ought you not walk in the fear of God because of the reproach of the heathen of our enemies? He said, You ought to, you ought to do what is right because the enemy is watching you. You're saying if this is what God's people do and they act just like the lost people, listen to me. Nobody should be able to look at your life and say, man, that is exactly what lost people do. They ought to be able to look at your life and say, there is something different, there is something holy, there is something just about these people. I likewise said, my brethren and my servants, might exact of them money and corn. I pray you let us leave this usury. Restore, I pray to you, to them, even this day, their lands, their vineyards, their olive yards, and their houses, and their hundredth part of the money of the corn and the wine and the oil that you exact from them. Then say, will we, we will restore them and will require nothing of them, so we'll will do as thou sayest. Then I called the priest and took an oath of them and said they should do exactly according to this promise. Verse 13 is what I want to get at. Also I shook my lap and said, God, So God shake out every man his house and from his labor and perform not this promise, even thus be he shaken out and empty. And all the congregation said, Amen. And praise the Lord, and the people did according to His promise. Father, we just thank You this morning, Lord. We just ask You to touch our hearts. Open up, Lord, and, uh, and just speak to us that we need to Lord. Lord, this is so important to me this morning. Lord, I pray, Lord, You'd give me the words that I need to say that come out the way You want them to say it, Lord. In Yourself and fill me with Thy Spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. As Nehemiah is rebuking these people, as Nehemiah is dealing with the reproach and the bad testimony of these people that allow to happen among the people of God, he gives them a very personal illustration, one that he can relate to and you can relate to and I can relate to. The Bible said he, after he had just done talking to them about all the things they have done and they need to fix and get right, the Bible said he looked at them and said, I shook my lap. He said, I want God to do to you. This illustration I'm, I'm doing, shaking my lap out. What does it mean? What does, I, I thought, Lord, what does it mean by he shook his lap out? Well, in this day, the garments they had uh, was like a folded garment. And in that garment, there was a pocket that they put in there. These, these were uh, things they put, whatever that was personal to them, whatever they might need it on the journey, uh, valuables, monies, uh, uh, whatever they might need it. There was a pocket. It was a pocket in their clothes. And old Nehemiah flips the, the, uh, the pocket inside out and shows them all is coming out. Everything's clean today. 
We're going to get it, everything out of the hidden. We're not going to hide nothing from God. He said, I want to get into your pocket just like I have opened up mine this morning. So this morning, let's let God pick our pockets. Here he's trying to show him an illustration that he wants to let God's people get into places of uh, a life that nobody else can get to, that nobody else knows about. All we have, all of us have pockets this morning. You have pockets, I have pockets. I have two in the front pants and two in the back. I got a shirt pocket, I got a jacket pocket. But the thing is, you don't know what's in them. It's personal to me, but it's hid from you this morning. And you know what? You same way. You've got the pockets. They're hid. Nothing I can see in your pockets. And Nehemiah saying all that stuff that ought to be out of your heart this morning. Let's shake it out. Let's get it out. Let us let God pick us clean this morning and pull out those things that don't. Uh, don't need to be there and get rid of that stuff that's hindering us from doing the work that God wants us to do this morning. If nothing else, at the end of this message, I want everybody to come to the altar and say, Lord, here I am. Shake out my pocket and say, God, here's my heart, every pocket of my heart, every spot of my heart. God, that nobody else can see but me and you, I want you to shake it out. I want you to examine me. I want you to wash me. I want you to fix it. I want you to try me, Lord. If there's any wicked in me, then God clean it out, wash it out, purge it out of my life. I don't want nothing to hide from you, God. I don't want to be a religious hypocrite. I don't want to be a fake. I don't want to be a phony. I want to be real. God, I want to be right with you this morning. What do you got in your pockets this morning? And I'm not talking about these pockets. I'm talking about the pocket of your heart this morning. Nobody knows what's in your pockets or your heart this morning. Some people can't see them because you look so sanctified this morning. They know that something ain't wrong with you. You may, you may hide them from your wife or your wife may hide them from you. Certainly some of your kids are probably hiding things from you. But let me just say this. There's nothing more than getting real with God this morning. Taking all that stuff and being open and honest with God. So what's the point of us? Shaking out our hearts. What's the point of us getting real with God this morning? Let me give you three quick things this morning. I told you it's going to be short. I got some verses I want to give you this morning. I want you to take a look at it. First of all, so that we can be clean. We can be clean this morning. Like I said, every one of us got pockets this morning. I've got pockets this morning. You've got pockets this morning. Nobody knows what's in my pockets but me. I know what's in my pockets. When he was taking his pockets and he was turning them inside out, he says, here, this, this is it. I, I want to be honest. I want to be clean. My, these, these pants are clean. These pants are clean. They look good and everything. But you know what? You pull them pockets out and you see 
there's still some lint in your pockets. No matter how clean you look on the outside, on the inside, it still can be dirty this morning. Amen. You can still be dirty this morning. There's trash in your pockets. There's some stuff in your pockets that should not be there. Ooh, I did that the wrong way, didn't I? Like I said, these, pocket, these clean pants and all the stuff inside of it is dirty and all that stuff. I got lint inside of it. There was no rips in my pants and there was no stains on it, but on the sin side, on the inside, don't look too good. Don't look too good. You look so spiritual. You look so wonderful. But I'm wondering what's in your pockets this morning. I wonder what's in your pockets this morning. What kind of lint do you got in your pocket this morning? What kind of lint do you have in your heart this morning shouldn't be there? What kind of trash are you hiding in your heart this morning? Some of us have old trash. Some of my things are old because I've been eating them on them all morning long. Some of them are old. Some of us got old trash this morning that we've been carrying around for, for an awful long time and not gotten rid of it. That nobody knows and nobody sees. But it's still there this morning. You know what it is. It is still there. I'm going to let you take a look at it right now. I'm going to let you to look at it. It is still there now. And you just saw it. You just saw what was in your heart that should not be there. I, I'm trying to keep it in my heart because it's not hurting nobody. And nobody knows about it. And that's all right. I pray that you come this morning and ask God to get the trash out of your heart this morning. Because you cannot do the work of God for the will of God if there's trash in your heart this morning. How many seen the movie Ogie Aller? Oh yeah. I mean, how many cried at that movie at the end right there? If you ain't, you need to get saved. <laughs> I bawled like a baby. But one scene in there, uh, the boy come to his mother and she says, and he's got his bib overhauls on. She says, You got something in your pocket. What is that? And he, he reached down in there and pulled that old bullfrog. He said, Hey, it's just bullfrog. She said, No, there, there's something else in your pocket. I see it. So she reached her hand down in his pocket and pulled out, and it was a snake. And she threw it down. He said, Mom, that's just a garden snake. It won't hurt you. So we need God to reach down in our hearts and pull some stuff out of our hearts. You say, well, it ain't hurting nobody else. It ain't hurting them. It ain't hurting them. And it certainly ain't hurting me because I got it in mind. But you know what? God said something comes out of your heart. It needs to get out of your heart and get you right. And if you can't get right with God and let God get down in your heart and pull some things out of your heart and get clean with God, you'll never be what God wants you to be. And I'm trying to get you right this morning that there's some things in our heart that needs to get cleaned out. See, I, I, I'm so glad that, hey, when we tend to pick our own pockets, we tend to miss some stuff. And you say, oh, I don't want that to come out. I like that. 
I, I like doing that. We, we tend to miss stuff when we want to clean our own pockets out and we'll avoid the things that we like and enjoy. But we've let God pick our pockets and God said, you know, I find out the things that you might like and enjoy. God said, hey, it just be, might be something that's going to destroy you later. So let God reach down in your pocket and pick you clean this morning, down in your heart. And I'm not talking about physical pockets. I'm talking about the pocket of your heart. Amen. Let God reach down and clean it out. We, we, we need, let God pick us out because we want to be clean this morning. Amen. You know what's in your heart that needs to be picked out. You know in your heart what needs to come out. You see it every time I mention it. You, you see it in your heart that that needs to be removed. In order to see people get saved and the church grow, every one of our hearts is going to have to be right. We're going to have to be clean. We've got to get all the trash out of our heart. You pick the pockets of our heart instead of a, and you've got to have an instant, it's got to be a regular cleaning. You can't do it just one time. Come out and take all the stuff. When you, come, when you go home at night, what do you do? You take all the stuff out of your hot pockets. Lay them on your dresser drawer. You clean all this stuff out. I also find, I got a pen up here. Most people carry pens around with them just in case they had to write something. But I also find if you forget to take that pen out of your shirt, it's going to be a messed up shirt. Amen. Amen. Especially if you got a red pen, it ain't going to look good for the rest of the clothes in your wash. You got to get everything out. Everything has to come out. You got to lay everything out. You got to be a daily washing of your heart. It has to be a daily washing. Jesus said to the religious crowd, You're like unto the white sepulchres, which are indeed appear beautiful on the outside. You're all washed up and clean, but you got dead bones on the inside. Dead bones on the inside. What does it matter if the outside looks good when on the inside is all you are is dead? You've got to get cleaned. We've got to get clean. We've got to let God pick our hearts and get us right with God. We've got to let God reach down in a, and pull the things out of our heart that does not need to be there. And I promise you, God knows exactly what needs to come out of your heart this morning. I believe you ought to do, keep the outside looking right. But you ought to, ought to keep the inside looking clean too. That's no difference how good you look on the outside when your heart is filthy and wicked and deceitful. You got to be clean. You got to be candid. You got to be candid. You know what this symbolized by him shaking his lap out? He's saying, I have nothing to hide. It is all out in the open. I'm not hiding anything from anybody. Everybody can see what is going on in my life. The Bible said, proving for the honesty things, not only in the sight of God, but also in the sight of men. Our life ought to be an open book to everybody to look at and say, hey, 
your life should be something that when they look at it, they can say, hey, he exactly what he said he is. She exactly what she says he is because her life is an open book. Too many Christians today try to hide everything they can hide. They don't want God doing anything in their life. They don't want other people to say. They like to come to church on Sunday morning and say, hey, I am religious, but on the inside they're dead and not living. And as a child of God, you'll live a life that's above reproach. Nobody should be able to look at you and say your lifestyle is not that according to the word of God and the will of God. You should never be able to do that. You want really God, you know what really God wants out of your pockets? God wants that out of your pocket. This right here has caused more divorce in America than liquor ever thought about. More people get sideways because this. This right here is driving the young people today out of church out of family. Let me tell you what, if your child has got one of these things and you're not watching it, you're not motivating, you're not taking a look at it, something wrong with you. Because let me tell you what, you cut this thing on, the world is at their fingertip. And let me tell you, there's some stuff that will pop up on this right here that will blush the best. And your child is looking, if you... If you pick up your child's phone and there's a little block on to keep you on it, something ought to be wrong. Wife, you pick up your husband's phone and there's a block and he said, whoa, whoa, let me have it. It takes five minutes to get it back to you. Bells and whistles ought to be going off in your head. Same way, wife, your husband pick up your phone and make a phone call and he don't know the password and can't get into it. He said, hold on, let me look at it first. Text messages, private message, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Yik Yak, and every other doc out there is on his phone here. And it's causing our young people to fall away from Christ and the church today. We ought to be candid. If you want your life to go as a God wants you to be, be open to everything in your life. Don't try to hide things from your husband. Don't try to hide things from your wife. They're going to find out anyway. They don't, I, I've never seen women as in the tradition as this. They know when you've done something wrong. Amen. And I know when she's done something wrong too. Brings me a nice big bowl of ice cream. I'll be eating that thing. Something ain't right here. She don't usually do that. I got a bowl of ice cream and I got it. We, we know we ought to be an open book. I, I've heard this where it is. Well, preacher, this is, the way, this is the way I am. This is who I am. If the who you are is not lined up with this word right here, then you ought to change. 
You ought to change. I, I don't want to be a fake. I don't want to be a phony. So this is just who I am. Change it if it don't line up with the Bible. The Bible said that we are to be changed from glory to glory. Stop being who you are and start being what God wants you to be. Be candid with each other. Be candid with God. Nehemiah said, I've got everything in open. Here you are. I've got everything that you can see. There's nothing here. I am shaking it out my lap and I'm praying God does the exact same to you this morning. You get shaken out. Why do we let God pick our pockets so we can be clean, so we can be candid, so we can celebrate? How in the world can you celebrate with this kind of preaching? Well, look at verse number 13. I love this. Verse 13. Also, I shook my lap and said, So God, shake out every man from his house, from his labor, that performeth not this promise, even thus be shaken out and empty in all the congregation. So we ain't doing that. No, 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 no. We're not going to do that. I, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be open. I'm not going to God clean it. I don't want to be candid. I'm just going to keep hitting. No. All the congregation said, Amen. And praise the Lord. You, you see what happens here? Because they got the hearts shaken out, because they got let God come and clean the hearts, that they all was able to say, Amen. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. They got right with God. You know what might be wrong with your some of your shouts this morning? You know what might be with some of your worships this morning? Your hearts ain't where it should be. Hearts not clean. I, I love hearing amen. I love hearing shouts. But I figured a lot of times most people won't shout, won't praise God because they say, God, if I shout and say amen, jump up and run the pews, I know I'm a hypocrite. I know I'm a hypocrite. You know, you don't have to be. You, if you let God get inside of you and clean your heart up and get right with God, you can shout with the best of them. You can run the pews with the best of them. We, we like to say, well, the devil tells us that we're, we're, we're that. No, it's not the devil. Maybe it's God trying to shake you up and say, hey, there's something in your life you need to get out. And if you get it out, you'll have the freedom to praise God and say amen and bless the Lord. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sitteth in the way of the sinners, nor sinneth, standeth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he law, his law, he doth meditate day and night. You put this in your life. Psalms 32 says, Blessed is the man that unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and whose spirit there is, no guile. In other words, saying, happy is man that has no guile in his spirit. Happy is the man that has nothing to hide from God. Amen. Your heart is an open book. Lord, here I am. My heart's a open book. You know how to be a happy man, not be a miserable Christian in your walk? Let God clean your heart this morning. 
Let God pick those things out of your heart that needs to come out. Happy is the man that God correcteth. Happy is the man that God correcteth. Every one of us has something in our hearts this morning that needs to be shooken out. You know how to stay happy in Jesus? Keep letting God correct your heart daily. Let God throw the trash out daily. This morning, Nehemiah said he shook out his lap. And he said, I want God to shake out everybody's pockets like he, I did mine. We all got things in me shaken out this morning. It feels like shaking this morning, that's, that's God shaking you. You feel like God's moving, God is talking to you, God is pulling at your heartstring. There's some stuff that needs to come out. Stuff that you may have had hid in your life a long time coming. And God said, you'll never be the Christian that you need to be and walk the way you need to be as long as this is in your heart. So he said, this morning is the time, let me pick your heart. Let me pick your heart clean this morning. Let's just get candid with God and be real. Lord, here I am, I'm over a book. I, I, I know I, there's been times I have gone into revivals. There's been times I've gone into church and my heart was not where it should be. And it's not easy to praise God when your heart's not where it needs to be at. So in order to praise God, in order to worship God, in order to be the child of God that God wants us to be, let's come to the altar this morning and say, Lord, here I am. I'm an open book. My heart is open to you. Whatever it is that's in my life, you need to get it out. Get it out. And that may I can please you in my walk this morning. Let us stand.